Welcome to the DC Daily Drop, your one-stop shop for today's important news in DC movies, TV, and comics. Here are your hosts, Tom and Zach. Hello and welcome to the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. And today we're going to be talking about Krypton. So I guess we will dive right in here and and preview everything. Um, If you don't know much about Krypton, uh, this is your first time hearing of it. It is set two generations. This is the official synopsis from sci-fi. It was recently picked up to a series order uh, set to debut sometime in 2018. It's been in development for several years, which we'll get into later. But uh, this is set two generations before Superman ever heads to Earth. Krypton follows Kal-El's grandfather whose House of El was ostracized and shamed as he fights to redeem his family's honor and save his beloved world from chaos. The series comes from producers David Goyer and Damian Kindler. Along with Cuff, the, st- the show stars Georgina Campbell, Elliot Cohen, Anne Ogbamo, Rasmus Hardiker, Wallace Day, Aaron Pierre, and Ian McKelney. That is sort of, that is the, the description of it. Yeah, and so, I mean... It sounds it sounds amazing. It sounds like something I didn't know I wanted until I heard about it, and that's I think that pretty much sums up Krypton, uh, set in the past <laughs> on Krypton. Uh, I think you and I both really enjoyed um, that first part of Man of Steel set on Krypton, and we'll we'll probably talk about this a little bit. And there is some confusion for some people, but I think it's been cleared up now that this is not part of the DCEU, and so it's not really this part of that Man of Steel film, but still set basically at that same place and then just the crazy politics and storylines and family feuds that happen on krypton before its destruction yeah and this is i guess it hasn't been officially announced whether it's in the dceu i don't i don't think it is and and by dceu you know the movie franchise and everything i don't i don't think it's an official prequel to man of steel but that is where the inspiration for it comes so the creator of this show david s goyer he was the writer of man of steel and and along with the director Zack snyder created a massive massive world for the film there's the man of steel only has 20 minutes uh set on krypton the opening 20 minutes um but for that they went into extreme detail way more detail than they need to do uh they created an official language right for krypton (laughs) um they did tons of other things like that. So Goyer kind of went into detail about what do the people on Krypton do? How do they live? Uh, what's their society like? What's their culture like? What do, what are the guilds? What are, you know, what's the government like? Is there war? What's the, um, what's the climate like, you know, yeah. under, under the red sun of earth? Um, what you know what kind of houses do they have what kind of animals uh you know you can see this whole it's an entire world that they created in man of steel that is not like earth um you know we see ridiculous animals and uh a, a weird a weird way of having children uh that yeah. is that is very foreign to earth yeah and uh if you're like us and you were just super excited and enthralled in those 20 minutes of the film after the first episode of this airs, there will be twice as much footage on Krypton as we got from Man of Steel. And that's just, that's a really exciting exciting prospect for me. And Man of Steel was generally well-received. It did have some detractors, but even the detractors, for the most part, loved the the world that was created on Man of Steel. Yeah, for sure. 
And the interesting thing about that is, so because David Goyer had all of this, all of this information, uh, about a year later in 2014, news broke that he was he was talking with Sci-Fi, developing a series based on that, um, based on Krypton. And rather than, you know, I think Krypton is pretty well known uh, for the most part in in science fiction uh, comic book fan world. Um, so you would think it would be easy. Okay. You've got Jor-El, you've got Zod. Uh, maybe you touch on some of the other stuff, some origins of Brainiac and Doomsday, right? Right. No, no, <laughs> they, they go, uh, way before that. And it, it's set, um, really revolves around Jor-El's father who is, you know, making Seagal is what we'll call him. That's how we'll pronounce it for now. Uh, who is eventually Superman's grandfather, um, so it really focuses on him. He's the main character and it's set, you know, they said two generations before, uh, Superman comes to be, uh, I've seen it as 200 years, um, which, you know, depending on how years work on Krypton, uh, yeah. that's quite a bit of time. Um, so it's going to really focus on him and it, it sounds like for, you know, from the description, the house of L is revered used to be revered, but it's kind of fallen apart and it's up to him to, uh, come to restore it, restore the honor. Yeah. And I think we're going to see, well, I don't think we, we are going to see, uh, much more technology used as, uh, power than we are going to see superpowers. So yeah, I, I'm sure most people watching this show probably won't expect to see, you know, like Superman flying around like they do under the yellow sun. Uh, because they're on Krypton and they don't have those powers. Um, but just in case people are thinking that you're, you're not going to see that, but I think they, they do have a great opportunity to just show some crazy otherworldly technology that we haven't seen that maybe have powers that technology on this planet doesn't have. Yeah. This is not a superhero show, not by yeah. the, the traditional definition of man in costume and in cape flying around or, or fighting crime and, and that kind of thing. This is not that it is. It is a prequel to a, a long-term prequel to uh, a superhero story, but it is much different than that. It's it, I kind of think of it, and this is from what I've heard, and sort of this is how I would have pitched it if I wanted to make this uh, show. It's sort of Game of Thrones meets Firefly, yeah, um, which are two things that don't go together. But we get to see a new world, a, a, a different culture, uh, guilds, and and um, different classes and families, uh, the family fighting mixed with some, but within a setting of sci-fi advanced technology. So this is really a sci-fi show uh, and not, I'm not saying sci-fi as in the channel that it will air on, but sci-fi as in science fiction. Uh, it's, it's, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be, um, really advanced tech set on a different planet, normal, normal for us people. Um, but they will have a completely different culture and um maybe some space travel mixed in there from what we've seen yeah so we'll kind of some of the other things we know about the show so far um it has been been picked up to series it will debut uh in 2018 it's set to debut my guess is it would be it could be january if you sort of follow the expanse uh it's sort of on that schedule but three years later 
Um, and they debuted it. They actually debuted in December, bumped it up to December and, and released some episodes in November, actually. But my guess is we might see it in December, January, but that's just a guess based on what they've done in the past. And in terms of number of episodes, historically, sci-fi has done 10 to 13 episode seasons, which I think is a pretty good number. Yeah, I, this definitely isn't um, like you said, this is not a superhero show. And it's I think we've grown accustomed to having our, our like 22, 23 episode uh superhero shows and this is not going to be like that like you said 10 to 13 episodes um so hopefully opportunity for maybe a a more comprehensive story arc over one season since there's a, a shorter amount of time uh less less story arcs to follow um yeah right and so yeah uh, just in terms of who this show is for you know I, we talked about it a little bit but it's not for if you just want to see superheroes and don't care about anyone else or if you like comic books but don't like the obscure characters only like the the heroes or something like that this then it's probably not for you um you know this is for uh really for fans of science fiction um and and superman fans who who want to see where his where he came from. So if you are one of the people who, who watched Smallville and thought it was, you know, didn't like that he never flew or wore the cape, uh, this probably isn't for you. Um, it's just not who it's, it's for. Uh, it is definitely for the science fiction fans. And in terms of the characters, a few of them have appeared in the comics, but most of them have not. And the ones that have have only been in a handful of issues, if that, for the most part. Um, there's really only two characters that have had significant roles, um, and really one who has been a consistent character over the years. So it's really, it's sort of a blank slate for them to work with. Yeah. And I think that's why it's such a great decision for them to push it fairly far into the past before anything that we are, are used to, or have seen already. Um, especially the part of Krypton that we've seen in Man of Steel. I think that gives them a lot of freedom and room to do storylines that don't necessarily, you know, make you think differently about the film or seem like they would conflict with things that you've seen in the rest of the DC canon. Um, and yeah, it's just a really interesting time to set it. And uh, like you said, uh, some pretty obscure characters. And this is definitely something that will add, will definitely add to your enjoyment maybe of Man and Steel, just knowing stuff behind it, but it's definitely not required. I don't think, I don't think anything is going to happen on this show that is going to like dramatically change your understanding of any of these big superhero characters that you know and love like Superman or anything like that. Right. Like I think they might be able to get away with a few, maybe it's just Easter eggs or maybe it's full on cameos of some of the greater uh, DC comics world. I don't know if we'll see it, but you could, you could think of reasons to include references to Martian Manhunter, uh, to the Hawk people of Thanagar, to Adam Strange, yeah to the green lantern core you could you could see a, a way for all of them to to fit in um but i don't know i i'm assuming they're going to try to establish the world of krypton first yeah for sure um so obviously it's not going to look quite like man of steel even if it's you know largely inspired by it but it's not going to have the budget of that but i will say i was i've i've tried the expanse and i'm pleasantly surprised by the visuals of it um, you know, you're not going to have space battles for 40 minutes. Um, they're going to, they've obviously got to pick and choose when they show the greater world, but I think they were, did a good job with that. And it, it's a show that looks really good. And I don't see a reason why Krypton can't as well. Yeah. I'm right on board with you. I'm not really concerned about, uh, 
the look or feel or quality of the effects for this show. So we might get into this in the future, but um, if you want to know more about uh, Krypton and the type of world they are creating, um, obviously the first 20 minutes of Man of Steel are a great a great jump off point uh, because you get to see what kind of kind of what David Goyer thinks of that world and, and the world he wants to create. Um, that's the easiest thing to do. And, and that movie is the Krypton part of that is very much inspired by John Burns Krypton who sort of took over in the comics in the, in the eighties and reestablished Krypton into the type of society it is. There's a great, a, a really fun, <laughs> it's a really fun for me anyway. Uh, some people could easily find it boring if you want to see superheroes, but I, I really enjoyed it. It's a four issue miniseries titled world of Krypton, which, uh, doesn't have anything Superman related in it, or it doesn't have Superman in it at all, even though he's on the cover. Uh, but it really dives into, like it says, the world of Krypton before, you know, kaboom. Yeah. Um, which speaking of, uh, a lot of people assume this show will end with kaboom, uh, the planet exploding. I don't actually think that, um, unless maybe they fast forward, um, they fast forward, you know, Hey, this is, this is going to happen, but it's set so far in advance that these, you know, these, uh, we get to see, we'll get to see the full lifetime of Seagull if they wanted to do that, or, you know, the full lifetime of all of these characters. I don't even think we're going to ever get to Jor-El. Um, and Jor-El is obviously the one who sent Superman, young baby Kal-El to earth to become Superman. Um, so I don't think we're going to see any of that. Yeah. I, I think they're going to have plenty of storylines that they want to explore, uh, before, that that kind of obvious one of the end of Krypton. I think there's this is very much about life on Krypton and what happened there and who the people are that Superman came from. I don't think it's going to have, like you said, I don't think it's going to have anything to do with the end of Krypton. And I think that's what I'm most excited for is, um, you know, we both really love Superman, the character of Superman, and just how human this alien really is. And how he kind of can show like the best of humanity. And I think, again, it's not necessary, but I think it really adds and gives a fuller understanding. If you can see that contrast uh, with the people that he came from, uh, some of the politics and just the drama that happens on Krypton and how life was lived there. And although he didn't spend much time at all on Krypton, knowing where he's coming from um, and what, you know, he does, he long longs for a home world. Uh, he longs to know what his people are like and, he likes to wants to learn more about him, um, and so knowing these two sides of Superman, I think it's gonna it'll has the opportunity to flesh out his character even more. Yeah, and I think for fans of Superman, of the Superman character and the Superman mythology, um, David Goyer, he's not you know he's not the showrunner, but he developed basically everything uh, in terms of the background and everything like that. He has a, a strong comic book background. You know, he's been a comic writer in the past. He's been writing uh, comic book movies since the 90s mm -hmm. um, and been involved with multiple. This is at least his third comic book related TV show. Um, so he he is not going to shy away from the references that fans of Superman in the mythology will know. Uh, we've already seen things like the phantom zone, uh, mentioned in pr promotional material, um, all kinds of things like that, that really show, um, sort of the foundation of things that will 
become important things in Superman mythology later. Definitely. Um, and one other last thing, um, if you want to know a little bit about Krypton, I don't know how much this is involved, but there's the last days of Krypton, a novel, which this is probably a good, ju- I don't know how much they're going to pull from it, but it's probably a good judge of if you will like this show simply because, you know, it's, it's about exactly what this show's about. Uh, although it does involve Jor-El and Zod, um, but it's, it is, it's not a superhero book, um, but it is a to me i found it fascinating um when i read it and i was really surprised by it because it's very you know it shows the scientific culture and it's really all this detailed stuff that i don't think i should have liked but i did i was surprised how much i liked it uh it opens you know not to get into spoilers but the very opening of it jorel is not supposed to travel that krypton has stopped space travel and Jorel is not supposed to do that. He wants to, and he wants to listen. You know, be be follow the law. But he's also intelligent, and he's so smart that he he knows he can't travel through space, but he can travel to other dimensions. So it it really opens with him trying to. He discovers the multiverse, uh, and tries to learn how to travel into it. Uh, and it actually ends up with him sort of falling into the Phantom Zone. And, and what is what he actually discovers. Um, it sounds, I don't know. Does that sound boring to you, Zach? <laughs> no, that sounds insanely cool. <laughs> okay. Cause I think that would sound really boring, uh, if you're not into that kind of thing. Uh, but it's, it's well-written and the way this story is done is so fascinating that it really interests me. All right. Well, that is all we'll talk about for Krypton today. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back again tomorrow. Thanks for listening, and make sure to check out DC Daily Drop on Twitter, Facebook, and dcdailydrop.com. Drop by tomorrow for more DC news.